Roan van Eerden, the Managing Director of Tax Advisory at the Geneva Management Group. Roan, good morning. Thanks for your time. Uh, good morning. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay, if you go out of the country and you work in Botswana or Nigeria or Dubai, let's say for two years, and you make two million rand out of this dispensation, right, out, uh, uh, under this new system that's coming in, you make two million rand, do you still have to pay tax here? I think the, um, we need to take one step back to understand exactly why the change happened and what is the existing situation that taxpayers find themselves. Now, the basic um, rule that applies currently, if a South African taxpayer goes overseas, uh, works and earns income from those um, uh, foreign services, he or she will be exempt from income tax um, uh, in South Africa, provided that um, that person is out of the country for at least 183 days um, in a 12-month period, of which 60 days are continuous. Now, if you qualify for those two criteria, SARS will exempt the portion of uh, time, that, uh, the portion of the salary that you've earned whilst you were offshore. Now, given the change in the global environment on tax and, and specific, specifically double non-taxation, which is uh, an, an element that has popped up over the last few years, SARS and um, in conjunction with Treasury have decided to amend, it, to amend the law with effect from 1 March 2020. Now, what that amendment basically means is that if you are a South African taxpayer working overseas, your exemption essentially falls away. Um, other than the first million rand that you earn, and anything over and above that would need to be topped up to your marginal tax rate. Now, that is a fundamental change to the way that things have been done previously because you may find that a lot of taxpayers working in low-tax havens are going to have to top up to potentially 45%, which can affect their lifestyles. Okay, so if you're in Nigeria on a five-year contract, this is under the new system now, Ron. So say you're in Nigeria, you're in Lagos on a five-year contract, you're working for whoever. Um, do you then have to pay it each year for five years? And then the, my next question is, what happens if you don't come back to South Africa? Would you still have to pay it? So if you remain a South African taxpayer, two situations will arise. You are going to be taxed in Nigeria based on their source principles, and you will pay tax based on the salary that you earn there under their domestic law. In South Africa, because of the, because of the reason why, because of the fact that you remain a South African taxpayer, you are going to have to declare that income in South Africa, pay tax, on anything in excess of a million rand and look to claim a credit of any taxes that you've paid in Nigeria. So you are going to have to top up in South Africa, whereas previously, or I'll say up to 1 March 2020, you would have received basically a full exemption if you qualified on the day's test. Now, in order to escape the net, if I want to, if I want to use that phrase, there are not many options for South African taxpayers to pursue. The one okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we, let's go back a little bit because it's tax. Uh, I need small words. Um, they're double taxation agreements, right? So, so, so. I mean, I think South Africa has signed many of them. So, so it would mean. So, if I work in Nigeria and I, I never mind all the exemptions, say I get because I'm very clever. I earn two million rand in Nigeria, right? I don't have to pay tax twice, surely. I'm not paying it to Nigeria and to South Africa, am I? It depends on um, how the double taxation agreement works, how it reads, and how many t days you spent outside of the country. So, generally, um, the situation in, doesn't mean that any, any, every double tax agreement reads the same. But most double tax agreement allows for the source country to have full taxing rights if you spend at least more than 183 days in that country. So, from a South African perspective, you may find a lot of taxpayers find themselves in a position where, yes, there is taxing rights in, in uh, a specific source country where you work. However, because of the fact that you are a tax resident on a worldwide basis, there's still an obligation on you to declare your income in South Africa. I think this is where a lot of taxpayers working offshore miss the point. There's still a declaration obligation. That declaration obligation may, in fact, result in the income being exempt 
in total in South Africa. But there's still a declaration that needs to be made, despite the fact that there's a double taxation agreement allocating taxing rights to a different country. Okay, what if I work in a low-tax regime? So not a place like Dubai where I don't think there's income tax at all. But let me say I work in a place where, um, you know, the tax rate is 10%, and in South Africa it would be, if you were earning that amount of money, it would be 45 So, So would I only pay the 10%? So what will happen in this case, you will pay the, you will pay the 10% um, based on the taxation on source income there. However, in South Africa, if you do not get double, ta- double taxation relief, you are required to declare that income in South Africa and pay tax up until 45% less than 10% that you've paid um, in the offshore jurisdiction. It is going to end up in a situation with a lot of taxpayers that do not spend the requisite amount of days outside the country may find themselves not in a double taxation position, but in a more complex tax position having to claim tax credits. You may find that in many instances, if the double taxation agreements are dealt with correctly, that taxing rights may only sit in the source country and you may not have a tax obligation in South Africa. But those could be in very rare situations. Okay, now I'm putting my very cynical hat on, right? How would SARS know that I've earned the money? So if I work here, the SABC tells SARS, even if I ask them not to, they're going to go and tell SARS how much I earned, right? So SARS knows there's an ILP5, they submit and all the rest. If I work for a company in Nigeria, that company's not going to tell SARS. I would bank it with the Nigerian bank. The Nigerian bank wouldn't tell SARS and I would keep the money there. How would SARS ever know? Well, I think, um, again, this is also something that a lot of taxpayers are not aware of. So number one, from a tax declaration perspective, there's a voluntary obligation on you to declare that tax in your tax return. In fact, it is a legal obligation for you to do that, um, to declare that income tax or the tax uh, or the income that you've earned in your tax return to make it a strategy to SARS on a worldwide basis. But where a lot of taxpayers may find themselves in a bit of trouble is under the common reporting standard system. If you bank that income in a Nigerian bank account, the Nigerian bank has an authority to the Nigerian tax authorities to report that income um, to the South African Revenue Service under the common reporting standard system because of the fact that you still remain a South African taxpayer. So eventually, SARS will know about it and they are going to reconcile your declarations against um, what has been given to them under this um, reporting standard system. So there's no running away um, from reporting um, in the next few years. Sheesh, that Mark Kingon's got long arms, eh? He can catch you anywhere. It is. And I think, uh, I think that is, that's an important um, factor to consider because the reporting system will make a global reporting um, basis for, for taxpayers that are not initially, but maybe over a five to ten year period, could find themselves in hot water if they didn't mm. make the disclosures correctly. Ron van Eden, thanks very much indeed. Manage-